Ladies and gentlemen, it is a Monday afternoon here in on Civil Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, 92.3 FM in the Fraser Valley in CIVL.ca worldwide. It's post Sunday, post Brazil Grand Prix, which means we have to talk, we have a race to talk about. Cam the man. Hey, we yes go. we do. So me, your host Midzy Midzane, or also to go by Taryn, joined joined by Cam the man, and over the phone and into the ether we have Gary Kwan of Race Fanatics. Gary, thank you for joining us again. Hi, hi everyone. Yeah, Hello. Go. I uh, thought I'd be perfect way to start the Brazil Grand Prix post Brazil Grand Grand Prix talk with a Charles Leclerc song as we mourn the most unlucky driver of the 2023 season um who was not even able to start the race after yeah. having a fantastic car set up a second spot on the on the starting grid and for the cam i don't know if you know this but for those who don't know the interlagos uh second position on the grid is a really good one because you start on the inside lane which is the clean lane of the track yeah you have a great entrance into turn one and out of into turn two and three. So an overtake could have happened because Charles Leclerc yeah. is actually a pretty good starter. It's but such a shame what happened to him. I mean, could he spun out like not even coming to the to the formation line and then and then uh, starting the race? He couldn't even get the race started. Unlucky driving. We you know the start it said power unit and then now it's a, a start it says hydraulic issue and then now it says power unit. So oh, I I think there's a lot of things he can't say. Um, <laughs> during the interview, there is uh, there there should be way more than that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one hit after another for this guy. It seems like that, right? that's that's his, uh, the name of his new album. Why am I so unlucky? <laughs> 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 well, his radio. Uh, did you hear his radio chatter? Where he's yeah. like, "Oh, why am I so unlucky? Why am I so unlucky?" Just it, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I. I I think there's uh, there's a big issue with the Ferrari power units. Uh, look at Alvaro Romeo yesterday, both full cars out, retired, and then uh, there wasn't even a reason given during the race. I mean, um, and and with Charlotte Clark, they just finished the um, the sprint, and then the car is not even at pre-grid, and and it's done. Yeah, formation lap. And, yeah, and, formation yeah. lap. And, and I guess that's really what happens. It, like my my first thing is that like so. Maybe could you clarify something? So when they say hydraulic failure, is hydraulic part of the power unit? I, I think it's a very general term, just to for them to to cover up a lot of uh, the uh, the the fine details about the issue. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, well, I I, I think the the engine basically just ceased and it locked up. That's why the uh, the reactor was locked up right away, and he he just you know three sixty into the wall. Yeah, it was. And then, but the question is, do you think they could have fixed it with the red flag? No, I, 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 I don't think so. I actually that gave me some time because I was actually driving um, from home to the car track with my son yesterday, and then uh, as soon as that happened, that gave me some time to uh, finish my drive before I, uh, I could uh, go back to watch the live broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then my friend texted me right away and said, "What a mess <laughs> for yeah. the start." What a yeah. Cam, you texted me too because you were watching it. Yeah, I instructed you to watch the whole yep. weekend. Yeah, you did. Yeah, thank you so much. And and yeah, I think you I think you texted me just like red flag, not even one turn in. And, yeah, <laughs> and just yeah, it's what a what a wild what a wild start to to that that race. I I really wasn't expecting that to to say the least. But well, um, that that's Brazil. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if there's any reason to 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 keep Brazil on the on the on the racetrack on the calendar, here we go. You know, like, it, I think it's a shame that it's not the last race of the season because it's always so wild. I think it um, should be the last race of the season. Yeah, well, I believe so. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, well, I think it's always um, Abu Dhabi now. Uh, but yeah, so of course, let's just let's just quickly run down this this list, shall we? The grid, the final grid, and the race results. We got, of course, Max Verstappen P one. Uh, not, sh- not shocking. Yeah, with they picked up the twenty five points with the one fifty six and oh an hour fifty six racing time time retirement. So good, pretty minimal track track considering. Then P two we have Lando Norris picking up. I think what his seventh podium of the season. I I think I heard. Or fifth, I think I heard. Yeah, I think, I, I think it was his seventh. Yeah. Seventh, yeah, yeah, and also squeaked by that squeaked that extra point for last for fastest lap. Sorry, uh, so he picked up nineteen, and then we got like the the we got the in my opinion the driver of the weekend. They always have driver of the day, and I think they need to make a driver of the weekend because P three Fernando Alonso and that Aston Martin with, with picking up fifteen points of that championship. What a what a weekend the the green bull has had a eh? and yeah. and fernando it's itself beautiful masterclass racing i think the highlight of my week of the weekend for me fernando alonso and Aston Martin. yeah i would agree uh just just that that the whole last lap was so exciting between sergio perez and 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 fernando uh no, it was clean racing, and you know both of them weren't really giving an inch, but it was clean racing. You know, per- Perez made the pass on the white flag lap, and then and then uh, and then uh, Alonso came back. I think like in the next corner he came back, next two or three corners he came back and passed him, and then the race to the the race to the line, at to for the checkered flag. Oh, that was that was something. Yeah, point five. He was off point five three, yeah. Point five three, so zero point zero five three, that's crazy. That's like less than an inch. Less, yeah. It the shots behind it, beautiful. You know, and I, you know, what came on that note. Um, it wasn't just like one lap. Like the fact that it was a battle for, I probably say five ten laps. Yep. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, both of you. Five yep. ten laps. That's about ten laps. Yeah. About ten, so yeah. Ten laps. And yeah. and knowing. And that's I would say at least six of those laps Paris had DRS on him. Yes. And and we know how powerful that Red Bull is with DRS and mm-hmm. still Fernando was uh, Fernando Alonso just man masterclass racecraft. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. Just like you know Gary I, I I would love to get your thoughts on on that on those these 10 laps because you know all I think all weekend long we saw also saw in the sprint Alonso was taking some interesting unorthodox Line. shall we say yeah race lines yeah he, he had a brilliant brilliant overtake i think the overtake of the weekend as well um on pierre gasly in the sprint that he set up at least four corners behind back he set up yeah. the 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 overtake all and, the switchbacks and everything yeah and and i also think that um uh when i was watching the last 10 laps i think Perez and alonso had some very different lines yeah, I, I yeah, like go take me through that. Why don't you like let me, tell me what you saw? Harris was taking some of the more V lines, and then uh, versus Alonso was taking the more wrong lines um, uh, throughout the uh, the last you know ten laps. I I think it might have to do with um, tire dag and you know uh, overall 
Paris is just giving it all, so he's just being it up because he knows that his Red Bull has more power coming out of the corners, whereas Alonso is trying to keep that mid-corner speed, keep the momentum going. But, man, like watching those two battle, you don't hear those complaints about, oh, you know, he's, he's exceeding threat limit how many times. They fought like gentlemen. They fought like lions. They, that was yes. good. That, that's what we hope to see, not the other way around hoping to uh, listen on the radio and said, hey, you know, car in front, how many times succeeded Trent Livet? Uh, he's moving twice in the breaking zones and all that stuff. <laughs> we're, we're starting to get used to all those complaints, but I, it was just very nice to watch those two fought like lions. Yeah, and just the, just the way that you, you I don't know, I've always been very critical of the, of the ground effect and its inability to, and, and the hindrances it has on, on making good on making lines work where if you get into the dirty air you just lose all sort of pace everything um, yeah. and I think it really showed what what's so great about it when you have you know you have the best car on the grid that mm-hmm. can follow but you're watching you're getting to see him not be able to pass with the thing that allows them to pass the DRS that allows them to pass because of someone's ability to just to defend and defend like you said defend cleanly like race like lions I, I love it it's just it was great and I, I just can't get over how great that um, that was. And also just that new camera angle that F1 TV has yes. of them just slightly bit behind to to the left or right of the, of the thing with the tilty cam. Mm-hmm. Does it feel yep. the corners? Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly – It's what I noticed in the sprint race was that it's perfectly placed that you can hear the engine and hear where they lift and coast or when they engage the gears and, and the throttle like, – Rewatching that the last ten, I'd I recommend rewatching the last ten laps with all on Fernando or Sergio Perez's on board. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great, fantastic racing. I mean, like they they just they battled it out and it was clean. Nobody took each other out, and you know Fernando got the edge for third. I was really happy to see Fernando finish third in the race, and Aston Martin actually having a good weekend for a change. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know they. Lance qualified third. Alonso qualified uh, fourth in in the race. I mean, I did I did have a prediction. Um, Alonso was going to overtake Lance in the first corner, and he did. Yeah, Lance uh, said Lance said in his interview like he couldn't he couldn't get going off of the start like something he couldn't get going properly to uh, kind of keep up. Probably the clutch engagement or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think about that. I just I just chalked it down to someone maybe not knowing uh, the P3 start, <laughs> which is fair enough. I think yeah, I th- true, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you the- no longer have a reference point in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Right. You 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 really only have number one, um, and it's a it's a dirty. You're on the dirty side of the track, and starting in P3 is so different than than in the backfield. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, you got, you have so many people gunning past. Pass. Lewis, I mean, well, I'll get to Mercedes in a bit, but, but Lewis had a great launch to get into an early P3, and then mm-hmm. Mercedes happened, uh, which we'll definitely talk about. But right behind, as we have said, 0. 0.053 seconds behind Sergio Perez with the absolute, you know, you said it yourself, Gary, lion, lion of racing, and just just a great weekend, just a strong weekend return. I cheer for both. I cheer for both drivers. I, I, I didn't care who who claim who would have claimed uh, third position, but you know the the way they drove, fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
yeah, and even Perez uh, to to come in on on the this, this crazy wild start, which we haven't talked about yet, but we, we definitely need to. With the crazy wild start, the restart, and just yeah, and he, he kind of had a weird pit stop. I'm um, like just a yeah, pit stops were kind of all over the place in this one. I feel, um, and I don't know, Gary, your thought. It, the pit stops always seem to get really f- funky with the sprint weekends. Uh, you yeah. know, you always have one. You have you have one less tire, but it just felt extra, extra weird today. Uh, not yesterday. You know, there are some some people went only went on a one stop. No, they, no, they went on a multiple. Everyone did a two stop, I believe. Uh, and no one really wanted to touch that hard tire. Yeah, was it was it Lewis or George that said put me on hards? <laughs> and I think it was Lewis wanted hard. Yeah, yeah. and. Would you have done that, knowing that the car is not knowing that the car was not good? Let's just be honest. The the Mercedes car is so underperformed. But would you put him on hards at that point? I I don't I just don't see it. Yeah, I I would say you know if if I know the car is not going on the podium in any case, why why not gamble and do something alternative? I mean, that's a good point. That that is a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean he he would have lost so much pace though, right? Yeah. And like what, what I noticed, I, I think in the for the sprint though. weekends, or uh, it's a very difficult decision for teams to decide on tires because you are allocated, you know, the same x amount of uh, sets of tires for the whole weekend. So, are you going to be focusing on sprint or or the actual Grand Prix itself? Of course, everyone will be wanting to focus on the Grand Prix because there's more points uh, at stake. But then at the same time, uh, you somehow have to achieve something on the sprint. Uh, races as well, so um, you know it, it. They wanted to use the sprint as a as a tester for long run, but at the end, does it really pay off? I I don't think in this case um, anyone really benefited from the data from from sprint. No, I, I and I, they, and then that's another thing is that like we we uh, it always seems to change. There, there, something's changing with the sprint. You know, there, there's the talk that next year is going to change it even more. To a different format, which oh, I'm not interesting. I'm not opposed to a change in a different format to the sprint. It clearly needs to be changed because we're having so many other problems with it. Mm-hmm. But to to what it could be, I I really don't know. Um, Is this just, the first year that they're using the sprint races? No, they they started in 2021, oh. but and 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 in 2022, but there's only three. Okay, this year there's six. And, oh wow! And I don't think. I mean, there was Stefan uh, Domenicelli talked about like, oh, there could be ten sprint races. I don't see why sprint races there shouldn't be ten, um, but I don't think ten, ten is too much. And and, yeah. and but we can get to the sprint in a second because because there there's so much there's almost so much other talk about. I want to continue going down the list because you know we talked about Aston Martin Cam. You brought it up. Mm-hmm. Stroll P five. Yeah, and and Stroll and he came back. Yeah, he had he had a weird pit stop. That was a bit behind, that was a bit slow. It was I a think. slow pit stop, and he came back. He he he, he overtook Lewis, I believe. Yeah, um, and Science and Science and and like George. Yeah, w- what a performance to have from the guy. Oh, and then George dropped out of the race oh, late yeah. too. So, yeah, Gary, thoughts on George's retirement, Lance Stroll? Well, I I think with George. Maybe what Mercedes was thinking is because he's no longer at the points anyways. They know the car would only go backwards further into the race towards the end of it. They might as well save the engine. Yeah. Save it for guitar because you're going to get so much top speed on that one. 
Yeah, and then and then you know a lot of things are still under discussions, anyways, in their team. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, <laughs> when, when they retired the car, they they probably still couldn't decide if they would uh, switch their positions. <laughs> yeah, they they all of a sudden the W13 comes back out to, so they could win the race. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I I think you know, in in all honesty, they were never going to let George through in in in, in this race. So you know, they should have just told him, you know, we're not switching. Uh, you're doing your own thing, but instead they just kept on dragging, 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 and towards the end, there's there's just no point for him to stay in the race. Yeah, it just it it looked like they didn't know what like their whole still discussing thing gets to me because it just didn't feel like they knew what they were looking to, they were trying to do, mm-hmm. which is fair enough, you know. Like, how do you really know when when you when you have that uh, when your car's not performing and it's just just garbage, just just garbage, garbage, garbage. But speaking of not garbage, un- unlike his teammate Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari, he gets P six, mm-hmm. so pick up another eight points. Uh, Pierre Gasly behind him in P seven for for six, solid solid weekend by Pierre Gasly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, did oh you, he didn't pass him, but didn't get Lewis because of the pit stop. So yeah, Lewis in P eight for four points. I aren't honestly surprised that. I'm amazed if it gets you four points sometimes. <laughs> and then Yuki Sonoda, P9, for picked up a nice little two, and Esteban Ocon, P10. That wraps up the top 10 of the Brazil 2023 Grand Prix. An interesting, ten, an in- interesting top 10. Mm-hmm. Right. Logan Sargent just missed the top 10 by one spot. Oh, I knew you were going to get me. <laughs> I knew... You, I, I knew you were going to get talk to me because I was in the edge of my seat after uh, Albin Albin's crash, and like I did not think Sergeant was going to get P11. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have so many people. Six, six cars, I believe, retired. Yeah, six yeah. cars uh, were DNF'd. Uh, one start, one did not start. Um, so yeah, but Logan Sergeant with. But P11, his I think his highest finish technically uh, outside of the points that he got because of the mm-hmm. disqualification, but highest finish that he's gotten yes. himself. Yeah, there we go, step by step. Yeah, so. I mean, I th- I thought it was a thought of he he drove a good race, and you know I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what he'll do next week at Vegas. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You know, we'll get to okay. I'll get to <laughs> Vegas in a second because it it matters up. But uh, you know, Gary, well, I have you, well, I have you here. You know, you got Hulk, you got the Hulk in uh, P twelve with the, in the Haas, the sole Haas that made it through the race because K, K- Megs got hit by Alexander Albin at the start of that uh, racing isn't uh, Albin Magnuson crash Hulkenberg. Like I'm, I'll be honest with you, lucky he got out. Mm-hmm. What a what a way to hit the brakes. But uh, Gary. Was that just a simple racing incident? I think so. I think so. Everyone is trying their best um, at the start of the race, as always. Although there's always the saying, saying the, uh, you know, you don't win a race in turn one, but everybody is <laughs> fighting yeah. for, for their lives in turn one, yeah. on, on lap one. So I, I think that's just naturally what happened. Yeah, yeah. You, you never, you don't win the race in turn one, but you certainly use it. <laughs> Lose it, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Everyone tried their best. Yeah, it was. That's well, what happened. Yeah, what a the, the track didn't uh, 
didn't become wider on lap one, turn one, but uh, <laughs> every, everyone thought so. Yeah, all of a sudden, I that's one. That I think that what makes interlog. Everyone seems to go take such different lines into interlogos's turn one. I find that there's like the inside line sometimes works out, but it's a really nice one that you can switch back through. Um, yeah, on three, it. three and four. Yeah, it's oh my god, that three and four that that'll that Alonso overtake when he knew uh in that last lap because it was you're right cam seven lap 70 Perez overtakes Alonso mm-hmm. lap 71 uh Alonso overtakes him into with a with a fantastic exit oh, from turn 4 beautiful. uh so from turn 3 into the to, into the straight down to turn 4 crazy yeah. crazy yeah. good time um, I but, was reading some comments this morning on um, on Facebook, and they say, "Why don't we just race uh, twenty three times in uh, Interlagos?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I absolutely would love it. Um, I, I look, I I vote for it. I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah. But oh, could you imagine just an all Interlagos race? Can you also imagine if the uh, start finish line was about two hundred meters back? Oh, I mean uh, more. Uh, more more forward, then uh, Sergio might be on the podium. Oh, he would. Yeah, he would have been on the podium. I, th- I think. Yeah. I, I I think that they. I remember when I was watching it, the broadcast was couldn't call it. They had to wait until the official line time yeah. came up to yeah. be like, okay. He is on the transponder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was. Uh, oh, it was, that was just a thrill ride. Classic photo finish. Yeah. Yes. That, that's the kind of respect you you get uh, from from each other. Look at the interview. Uh, when they congratulate, you know, uh, uh, hug each other, a uh, good battle. That's that's the kind of racing we want to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just like fat two guys going for a podium spot, not taking each other out, and you know, it was just beautiful to watch. Like for yeah. the for the whole ten last ten laps of that that who, race. Who yeah. actually cared when when Max crossed the finish line? Everyone wanted the camera to go right back to uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the P3 battle. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh I got a great quote here from Sergio Perez when he said after the after the race he says uh quote I mean it was a great fight with Fernando. I don't think with a lot of drivers you can do these kinds of maneuvers. Um it was really it was really tight from beginning to end. It was super enjoyable to be honest. I did have a lot of fun. In the end he did he ended up get get up getting In the end he ended up getting the podium, but it is how the sport is. Uh fantastic racing. Um yeah, just yeah, I, I really don't. I, I really can't uh, think of another one. He says I ended up losing, but it's fine because it was it was a great fight. Mm-hmm. End quote. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's really like the battle of the of the year. That was one of the best oh, battles I think absolutely. I've seen of the year. Um, I believe so. Yeah, just just solid. I, I can't talk about this. I think we could just should we just spend the entire day talking about this? Let's, Cer- let's just let's certainly it's one of the best best like like uh, races I've seen in quite quite some time yeah like even though max we all knew max would would run away with it but but uh you know the the uh the battle for third that that was the that was the race i was watching like i i knew i knew at the end yeah and everyone was kind of yeah well even then i think it was so contentious for that third place yeah but i was i was curious like why lando waited so long to pit cam you know what I want to tell you something before Gary. I want to. Ha- I want you good to tech, answer. Good tech. I was about to enter this topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cam, Cam, we Gary and I before before we started recording <laughs> talked about this, and that was my first. I think my actual text to him was, 
uh oh thank god i wasn't the only one questioning that um <laughs> <laughs> was my was, that's my legitimate quote and that's exactly where i was going to <laughs> gary can you answer this for me because i'm it almost seemed like mclaren was too content to just take the p2 let's not try anything else silly we want to keep the p2 finishing behind max is okay that's that's exactly what i got from that decision yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't even bother trying to go for an alternative you know undercut overcut whatever cut but they just say you know what whatever he does we'll do the same we'll keep that eight second and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll be happy party for p2 tonight I, yeah. I think that's that's what they wanted yeah and i mean like i okay I, i'll be honest i get that i get i get wanting to do that and i get the like you know it, it's this this championship like oh my gosh i want to have to have a secondary segment just just talking about the championship here um but you know it i, I don't know because because i'm looking at the pit stops here okay look at this up so pit stop number four it was a four stopper total uh, i'll get no okay technically everyone got the free stop with the red flag so yeah. it doesn't uh, we're going to count this so pit stop two or three for Max Verstappen. So on lap 56, he pits for soft tires, I believe. Correctly? Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. Goes from medium, starts on softs, goes from to medium, and goes to softs, which just just want to say, you know, everyone went back to soft tires to start lap two. Yeah. And Max specifically, let's look at some Max Verstappen. He did not get his second uh, P stop. Where is it? Where is it? Lap twenty-seven, which is kind of like right about where I think that's still on the far end of um, the the tire life. So the, the, these soft tires held so well at Interlagos this year, um, and the mediums were just the mediums. No one wanted the hards except for Lewis, which I didn't think it happened. But so Max has happened pits for uh, to go from mediums to softs. Lap fifty-six, Lando pits. Uh, he's the last one to pit on lap fifty-nine. Gary, tell me if I if I have the wrong strategy here, but for me, you're at that time he was five eight seconds. I think he was five seconds behind Verstappen. If I'm Seidel on the pit wall of McLaren, as soon as Max goes in for his pit stop, you tell Lando pit right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. five seconds. Max coming yeah. into pit, you coming into pit for for softs. You take you maybe you're a bit behind him, but you're still on the same set of tires, and you're pushing you're pushing that tire that window yeah do you do you not risk that like correct is do you think that's the call anyone want to argue me against that i i think i think that would that i would make that call i mean like i i would i would have tried to have lando pitted like a lap sooner than max yeah take the undercut lando should have yeah was just the undercut not super strong today uh, I was sorry today. Sunday, like, was that because I know someone overcut them? But um, mathematically, for for Lando to have any chance of uh, reducing that gap was to by 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 doing an undercut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he if he overcuts it, uh, what? So Max goes out with faster tires now, lighter car, and then Mac, uh, Lando is still suffering with the uh, the older tires that he has to nurse. Then you're losing more time before he pits, and then. The gap becomes eight seconds to yeah. the finish line instead of five, that, and that's what happened. And then uh, for Lando to had a chance to reduce any of that gap, they should have just undercut Max. Yeah, it just uh, yeah, it just felt 
And I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, Gary. It just they were like, you know what, P2, we'll take it. Our race is with uh, Aston Martin and Ferrari for the championship. I bet you they're just covering uh, Fernando. Yeah. For some <laughs> I mean, at the, same, at the same time, Fernando, there was a moment where I think I would say that until Fernando knew that he had to defend against Gasly, I mean, sorry, defend against Perez, he, um, I think he probably could have, if he, there, I think there was a small gap in time he probably could have pushed for P2. Yeah. But I think he yeah. knew better to just defend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if Perez wasn't as close and Fernando was allowed to push to the end, I think that gap would have been reduced. And I think that's exactly what McLaren was uh, thinking. Let's just be content with P2 and we're happy to take that, cover, cover Fernando, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's really tough because, like, I don't know, I'm still seeing this eight-second gap, and there's always the talks where, you know, the gap is getting closer, it's getting closer. Yeah, eight seconds is not 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's still so far when you think about it. Like, yeah. Eight second, eight second gap on that's to a, that that's RB. hard to overcome too, like yeah. in a, in a short amount of time. Oh, I don't mean I don't mean it about as an overcoming thing. Yeah. I just mean about the fact that the RB nineteen this late into the season after all these developments is still just like you know what I can just go get eight seconds on these guys. Yeah, like, no big deal. <laughs> there was a point where Lando it looked like Net Lando was coming in against Max, got it to within almost DRS range. He lost DRS and then got it back, and then Max just put an extra second on the on his race time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like I'm looking That's at the about uh, a tenth of a second, a little bit more than a tenth of a second per lap uh, to get worked out to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at this. Yeah. He 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 just yeah just comes he just kind of there's one point where it comes in here. Yeah. Here here it is. Uh, Lando Norris gets uh, fastest lap and lap in the fifties. And then Max gets it the next lap, just like okay, I'll get it back. And then he, <laughs> and then his pace goes up by a second. And then Norris gets it again later on, but um, yeah, just not able to make the pace up. But you, well, know, you also have to keep in mind that you know Max must have been uh, driving with reserve still in that Red Bull, whereas uh, Lando was already pushing all out, maybe like ninety eight, ninety nine percent of the car. Yeah. That's, that's so if, if Max ever wanted to just respond, he could just go a little harder onto the the right foot, and then <laughs> <laughs> there's no gap right there. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I feel is like that eight seconds. Like yeah, there were some races. I think like Barcelona it was within five or six. The Mercedes were, but yeah. how much of that is actually Max pushing that car to its upper limit, outmost limits again in P1 versus I think. Earlier in the season, I think he was just seeing how far of a gap he could get. That's why he was getting 40 seconds on people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, speaking of those, so I wanted to – going back to Lando Norris, I just want to say this. So in the last – so McLaren now has overtaken Aston Martin by 20 – by yeah, 21 points in the Constructors' Championship – McLaren is sitting at 282. Love that. Love a good palindrome. <laughs> uh, Master Martin is 261. Um, yeah, it was a great return for Aston Martin, but oh my gosh, this rise from Merce, from McLaren. Uh, and I guess my thing is, is over the weekend, you can kind of see Norris, like when he gets pole position on, um, he almost got pole position. He had, he had a deadly quick lap in Q2 of traditional qualifying. Mm-hmm. Rain happened, red flag, couldn't get the pole, knew the pole was in the car, gets shootout pole position, 
But he just kind of goes like, yeah, I guess that's okay. It wasn't my fastest one. Yeah, Kind of so non- cool. nonchalant. Yeah, nonchalantly, just kind of like, oh, okay, cool, I got it. It's, um, it just seems like he he was he's like content yeah. with finishing second to well, max. Here, and like, but this, you know, I'm glad you bring the, up the word content. You mm-hmm. know, I'm glad I'm I'm glad you bring this up, uh, Cam, because I disagree. You know, <laughs> because you know he finishes P two in the sprint, so he locks out a a, a P two finish for the last number of weekends, mm-hmm. right? But at one point, like. Uh, I was talking, I was I was watching it with Walter uh, Foreman, who's the associate director, uh, international di- relations director at UFE here. Big F1 fan. One of the reasons why I continued pushing F1 as a narrative uh, and why I even started the show. Uh, he just kind of goes like, ah, something about Norris always gets, you know, fiddles with me a bit. I'm not sure to say. It just doesn't. He just looks so dejected. And you know, with McLaren's continuous rise, at what point? Are we kind of feeling for Norris because his even with all these podium successes that he's gotten in the last latter half of the season, almost any other season I would say he'd be getting a win by now, and he's not. He's yeah. almost he's what almost near tied or breaking the record for most starts without a win, mm-hmm. um, or most podiums without the win. He's, t- I think he tied the record. I think he's tied the record. Yeah, like Gary. Here, here's my question to you, Gary. Sorry for for this. Let's say let, let's yeah. let's say you're you're my team principal, okay? You're, you're you're my team principal. I'm in Lando Norris's shoes. How do you how do you pick me back up? If you're you know I got you know I got a race winning car in almost any other season. You, you just you know we got to settle for P two a lot. There just seems to be no answer you could come up with to Max Verstappen's answer. How do you keep the motivation going when you got a driver that kind of feels this dejection for not being able to get this this win? First- First of all, I think everyone in the McLaren team knows that there's a development schedule milestone that they're hitting, and they're delivering it. Um, my my view that you know they're, they're they seem so content with being in P2 right now is because they still have more to come, maybe in 2024, and they're still developing that car. So if they know they're within you know certain um, fair amount of range with the Red Bulls. I think they're happy at this moment. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, I would. Yeah, I, I would. I could see that. But is Lando happy? Is that? Do you think that's? Is that like what's getting to him? Why I, he kind of feels I, like? I okay. think. I think he was when he when he joined, and you know, at the start of the season, they were promised uh, certain things, and you know, we 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 may be fighting for P two in the championship, or if not, towards the end of the season, we'll be right there. And I think they're right there right now, and and I think that's why. They seem like they are um, in happy place. Of course, nobody wanted to be in, in P2 because you're just not the winner. You're the first loser. But then <laughs> at, 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 the same, at the same time, they know with what they had um, in the beginning, from the beginning of the season uh, till now, they, they have developed a, a very decent car after summer, and they have been um, delivering constantly uh, in the last few races. I think that's what matters most. Yeah, like it's... I guess you remember. Do you remember um, earlier in the year um, when uh, Mika Hakkinen, yeah, Mika goes, yeah, I think I think the, I think the McLaren has a really good chance to to take it to to win yep. this uh, to make some wins and that to take the fight to Red Bull. And remember all of us laughing <laughs> <laughs> at that. Uh, just... or, or another way of explaining that is that if there are some Mercedes, Aston Martin posters in their office, 
So when they look at the other teams, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing way better than these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should be happy and laughing today. <laughs> yeah. Look, you could, look how bad Mercedes was. Uh, and, you know, you know, on that note, do you take that Mercedes poster down now? <laughs> like, uh, yes like, and no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay. and no. They're not. They're not consistent yet. I think um, some uh, theories may be correct. They they had to run the car so low to achieve certain um, results, but then now after being caught um, a lot of time around, they have to raise it back up, and then uh, and then they lost their advantage again. Yeah, and like I don't know. But what do you say about this whole like? They're both of their constructor, both of their 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 customer teams have made such jumps in competition, and they can't seem to get it. Is it is it just a development thing that the because the teams are lower, they're able to get that development jump or and and figure it out and figure that outside or like is is Mercedes still just paying a lot of diminishing returns and dividends for um trying to take a a different innovation choice. I, I think that's what uh, the later the later the um, explanation would would make sense. And also, um, come to think about it, for Mercedes, they have to develop the engine, the chassis, everything aerodynamics. But on the uh, customers' teams' uh, situation, they only have to develop everything else, but the engine is supplied. So they uh, they for sure have have less things to worry about mm. at this point. They just have to you know full on focus on aerodynamics. You know, chassis designs, setups, and all that. But uh, Mercedes uh, has set a bar for eight years, and then now I, I think there will be many headphones on the floor in the office. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I ha- I actually have a question, Gary, for you. Yeah. Um, so I noticed in the race, like ev- almost everybody went with the soft tires, and Log- I believe Logan Sargent was the only one who was on medium tires. What What are your thoughts about that, Logan the Hasses? Yeah. Well, I, I every chassis has um, different characteristics um, on the on the track, and maybe naturally when. Mercedes was pushing so hard for the for the one lap pace, at least to bring the car back up into contention. Um, they have, by accident, developed a car that has very high tire deck, and that's not ideal for them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just trying to. But that's like a shortcut. You know, you want you want a quick car. Okay, we got a quick car. But is this quick car going to deliver lap after lap after lap with the same lap time? Unfortunately, the answer is no in their case. Yeah. Yeah. Mercedes or with, with Williams, specifically, Cam, you're asking about? I guess it's a Mercedes engine. So yeah. So, like, you know, customer team and that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just... Uh, and then, um, I also, I wanted to ask about uh, uh, the interview from uh, um, Mercedes head, head, one of the Mercedes head guys. Like, what did you think of his, his comments on of uh, the post-race interviews. I I actually missed that part because uh, I was, uh, it took me five hours to finish watching that race. So when, <laughs> uh, when everybody crossed the finish line and, and after the interview for, of uh, Fernando and, <laughs> and with the uh, podium finishes, I, I had to uh, go back to my work yesterday. Yeah. Are you talking about the um, Total Wolf? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Total Wolf, uh, has, he just says, I, I have the, the F1 article up here that came out this morning. Uh, Gary, it was just like Total Wolf has labeled the Mercedes W14 miserable. 
following an inex- a quote inexcusable performance at the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. Um, yeah, I think it was just just uh, Cam. You just kind of asking about like what total is Toto is saying about yeah, yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. It, but like, in what way just like because i think there's it's pretty easy just to kind of like well the car was crap so he's always going to say the car is you know like there's not so much you can say but like are you trying to ask like but like what does it say for the team especially yeah 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 and yeah. i think uh, to that point though uh, gary did you i'm not sure if you heard the news cam did you hear the news that mclaren that mercedes let go of their previous technical director no, um, I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. Yeah, so big change up over the the week leading to into the Grand Prix. They they fire, let go, moved on from, fired. Um, <laughs> the the previous tech, technical director that created the W the, the zero side pod concept really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I think that question, Cam, about what does Toto say? I think it really is kind of like, what is the whole team? Does this reflect the whole team? Yeah. Um, with Mercedes right now, and like I, I think for Toto to to say that in an interview, it's pretty discouraging for all the team members. Because of course, everyone in the in the factory works so hard. You know, you you you're committed to the design, and you have to after after um, a certain point um, of development. But you know, what can you do? I mean, everyone's pushing hard, and uh, when you wanted to see results overnight, um, when you had to scrap the old design overnight and, and come up with something new. Um, there wasn't a big deal of data you could have obtained to go with this gamble. And it's a gamble. It's The chances are less than 50-50. And, you know, unfortunately, you, you just fall right into that that uh, that chance of fail right now. Uh, you just have to come back stronger next year. I, I've, I've never heard um, Christian Horner admitting to, to, a, to a bad car. I mean, <laughs> uh, they're always working hard around the clock, and you always have to give your your employees the credit. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just discouraging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like this this quote. I found uh, some quotes for you here. Um, Total Wolf says, "Quote: Inexcusable performance. Mm-hmm. There's not even words for that. Um, that car finished second last week and the week before, and whatever we did to it was absolutely horrible." Lewis survived out there, but George, I can only feel for the two driving such a miserable thing. Mm-hmm. It shows how difficult the car is. Car is. It's on a knife edge. Uh, he says that's his first thing to that, and he says, second quote: "We've got to develop the better. We've got to develop. We've got to develop that better for next year because it can't be that that within seven days. You're finishing on the podium, solid one one of the two quickest cars, and then we finish eighth. Um, and he says, you know, continuing on, yeah, we're clearly not world champions on sprint race weekends. We do some good work here on track, but to get it done, uh, uh, to get it done, but it still, but it still doesn't explain what went wrong. Uh, Wolf said, um, that car almost drove like it was on three wheels and not on four. And he had to, he had to remember that the, uh, the two races didn't happen on the same track. If it happened on the same track, then... Yes, uh, there's a big problem, obviously. But, you know, we're talking about two completely different design circuit with different characteristics on the corners and everything. Setups are different. So maybe this car just favor certain tracks more than, than others. Yeah, and, he, you know, he, Wolf goes on to say this car doesn't deserve a win. We need to push for the last two races and recover. Um, you know, he, he kind of mentions, actually kind of just says just what you're saying there, uh, Gary. 
you know, we got Vegas, a totally different track with totally different behaviors. And then Abu Dhabi, even completely more completely different than what's going to happen. And the performance just wasn't there today. I'm just really lacking words. He goes on to kind of, you know, he says, in all throughout the season, we see this thing. Straight line speed is a major issue. And it's a big factor in Brazil because it's so important. But, and like on, you know, to the Mercedes credit, I think it had some of the best launchers out of the high speed, out of the corners. Yeah. And that really almost kept them in in the points finish, Lewis, because of the, his ability to grip and launch out. But that's also part of the problem is that it's not consistent and they can't predict how it's going to launch out. Lewis, I, th- I, I think Lewis's lockup really messed him over. Mm-hmm. Um, that massive lockup into turn one mm-hmm. on, that just ripped off, ripped apart his... Um, on the first, the first lap. Yeah, his soft tires completely yeah. completely did him over and then he lost it again he lost the rear out it just was and it, it, it's, it's just tough because like you know i know you guys know for, for those who don't know i am a very big lewis boy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i've been i've been sitting here praying to the race gods so that he takes over p p2 in the driver and the world drivers championship just because i want there to be no dispute that he's the best if he could do take such a crap car to the to p2 in the drivers championship but realistically, that's just out of the window now. I think well, after this race, uh, just can't do it. Perez can clinch uh, second in points if he finishes ahead of uh, Lewis, like second place in the Vegas race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lewis has to like win both the races t- to take over. I think. Yeah, which which yeah. isn't going to happen. <laughs> Perez needs no. to DNF at least one of them. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, that... go go ahead. Cam, go ahead, please. Oh, um, I was actually just waiting for you to, to finish. Um, uh, well, <laughs> I know, I know, to cut out, but I, I was just gonna say, you know, good on Perez for being able to bounce back. You know, like I would have loved Lewis to bounce back, but like Perez, he's multiple times this year has looked like on the brink of getting fired, and then the yep. week after has a good has a good performance, and you gotta love the guy for that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still fighting. I'd love to see that with Perez. Yes. Um, hopefully he's back with Red Bull next season. I still haven't heard anything whether he's coming back or not. Oh, he is. He is? I think he is. He has a contract still. Yeah, they they, they said that they're not going to avoid the contract, so... And, like, really, Red Bull has to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, like, you have such bad press going on that if you were to do it, it would just get worse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um... Moving on to yet another Red Bull topic, but uh, kind of a more fun one. Yuki Sonoda, uh, my boy, look look at this guy <laughs> picking up two points in the Grand Prix, but also picking up where is he? Where where's the sprint race? There it is. Picking up three points in the sprint race. I think one of the highest point scoring weekends he's had ever, or in recent in the last year or two. But five points for the weekend. Puts Alpha Tari uh, just ooh seven points behind Williams ooh. Uh, in the constructors championship from P eight to P seven. That would take him from P eight from P eight to P seven. Boys, what do you, what are you what are you thinking of Yuki this weekend? I thought he I thought he ran a great race. I thought like he he did his job. He brought the car home in in the top ten. Got got some points out of it, and hopefully he can continue on this pace for the last two races. It, it's always entertaining to watch him race. Um, I just wish that sometimes he's a little calmer in the in the helmet, and I'm <laughs> sure 
that yeah. if he does that, his results would be uh, better. Mm-hmm. But maybe we're seeing a more mature or a maturing uh, Yuki right now, and that's why he's uh, getting these uh, more consistent results now. Yeah. See, I also just love I love that he's a little firecracker and he's a good character to watch. Yeah, yeah. But is is it you know Dan, Danny Rick? You know me, I'm a hater, so I'm just gonna say I'm, I was hoping Danny Rick uh, would flame out and we get Liam Lawson back. But the last couple of races, ever since that took the power unit, I think there's more Red Bull esque power unit and upgrades. Car's been made a good, made a really good up up tilt himself, and Danny Rick has been putting that in a in great spot. Finished la- finished in the points last week, almost finished in the points of the sprint race this weekend. Uh, in, in at Interlagos and finished P13 probably because like some pit stop stuff and just what all the craziness that happened in Brazil, but AlphaTauri looking looking strong and so how especially in you know I guess like Gary as a race director and 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 print and T in TP yourself uh, team principal for those who it's not T different different meaning for TP <laughs> um, you know I I get a lot when I talk to the kind of newer fans and they kind of go, you know, I'm not really watching it so much because the constructors is, is all over, you know, like Red Bull is for legitimately 400 points ahead yeah. on Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Se- 781, 782 for Red Bull, 382 for uh, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you know, 782, um, 524 of those points are just Max Verstappen. Yep. Just crazy. And but like, you know, so yeah, obviously constructors championship all sewn out. But for Ferrari, you know, if Ferrari gets P two, uh, in constructor in the second place constructors championship, it's a huge deal staying in the big three. Him Ferrari staying in the big three is a big deal for their egos, but also just the amount of prize. But specifically, you know, uh, Gary, I love your I love your insight on this. I can imagine what five what two thousand extra dollars would be for getting from P8 to P7 into a world championship. How important is it to get to P7 for to AlphaTauri? What can that show for development for next season and just overall, like, for the oh, year? It's huge. It, it affects your overall performance for the whole entire next season. You know, you've got more, more time in the uh, in the wind tunnel. You, you get more money to develop everything. Although they still have to uh, watch the the budget cap, which I don't think it makes sense at all. To be honest, <laughs> who, who who audits that? <laughs> I feel sorry for that person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, to, that team, right? <laughs> yeah. I, but you know, I I think, um, for example, for Ferrari, uh, if they if they can get to a constructors P two, that would be huge for them. But they have to get rid of a lot of their bad luck and you know start really uh, working hard at it. You know, you, you can. I think yesterday they they were saying that in the last four races, they had uh, only two races with uh, both cars starting. Both cars starting on the grid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm. That's because Carlos Sainz uh, had to uh, back out before the start of the race on one of the races. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah. That's I think weird. I watched that race too. Was, was that and and that's that America? Consistency. Yeah, yeah, and also on on top of that, I think uh, Charles Leclerc is one of the few drivers in all of F one to have a disqualification, <laughs> a did not finish, a retirement type of did not finish, 
and a did not start. He has he's had all four. He's had the four the four horsemen. <laughs> Those are the four you don't want to have in, <laughs> in one season. <laughs> and I don't think there's been a lot of other drivers unless they're in like old school F one seasons where there was like thirty cars and half of them barely functioned anyways. <laughs> um that did that and that's for Ferrari so I'm just gonna say if on despite all of that, if Ferrari gets to constructors P two with all those problems, that's still saying a lot, I think, about about Ferrari in a way. But yeah, they gotta get that down, especially with McLaren. McLaren coming in, I I I'm still questioning with McLaren's gonna have a questionable start at this next season because they always seem to do that. But McLaren with that development time, with that extra money and the way their car is, the blueprint of the car is now. Uh, next season is going to be so interesting to see that that I don't. I'm calling it now. I don't think the big three are going to be the same big three. I I think there will be a Ferrari, McLaren, and of course Red Bull. I I'm in, saying the same thing. In the three horse fight. I'm actually saying the same thing. I w- I would yeah. agree with both of you on that. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't see anybody else, you know. I don't see. Uh, a, I don't think Aston Martin's like ready to take that step yet to be in the big three conversation. I think Aston Martin is uh, on the same boat with uh, Mercedes. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was about to say one one boat behind, one ferry behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I will say this though. I'm still going to call Lewis Hamilton P2 World Drivers Championship 2024. Saying it, saying it, manifesting. So? It. I'm manifesting it. Never is going. They're going. Their Mercedes is going to be out of the big three, but he's still going to bring it to to P two. Just somehow stays consistent. Just let me have the hope, okay? I'm gonna go with <laughs> Lewis Hamilton P one in 2024. No way. P one for the World Drivers Championship. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> if, if he's out of the big three, there's no way. <laughs> Cam, is, Gary, is that even possible? Uh, honestly, that's quite impossible. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think it's even possible to get P one of the championship without your car getting into at least the big three. <laughs> like, I think it's yeah. actually a statistical impossibility, Cam. Think so? I, I think so. I would love to see it. <laughs> I, I just hope that by race five of next year, um, the championship has not been decided yet. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. Me yeah. too. I'm hoping we get at least at least we get. I hope we get more than one extra Red Bull win, uh, non Red yeah. Bull win. You know. Yeah. yeah, but no, but okay. So jumping back to AlphaTauri though, and and that development, like, uh, it's going to be so interesting because if the rumors are true, they're taking on the the RB19 concept, and basically just taking that because they're allowed to do that as being the sister team. So yeah, that P7 is going to be so important. I think, you know, just for de- like you know, Gary like, kind of let out the development time and everything, but also just to understand this new what they're what they're going to get, the beast and weapon they're going to get next season. Um and their driver lineup it can o- I think it only go up, hopefully. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got Danny, you got Danny Rick, you got the smiley boy, you got Yuki. Um I think it's gonna be an interesting time. And I think Yuki takes a lot from what he learns from his 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 experienced drivers. Um, at the same time, though, like Gary, Gary, who do you who do you make your who do you make your driver number one? Yuki or Danny? Well, I I would hope Yuki. Okay, <laughs> okay, think about that one. <laughs> I well, I, I you know I I just think that um, Danny Rick is past his peak. Mm-hmm. 
UK has shown um, continuous improvement throughout the, 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 the last two years, and I like him. I, I just, you know, uh, he, he's got some character that, that if he tames it down a little bit on track, I think for his own good, he'll be a better driver and he'll, he'll get better results. But overall, he, he's entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, you, you see a real character. He's not your uh, typical PR man in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what a what a great. I think he'll be he'll be going for Q three, uh, for a lot of races next year. That's my my prediction. You think for Q three? If the rumor was correct that they are taking over this year's Red Bull, and and I think there's a high chance that he'll be in Q three on a, on a more consistent basis. Yeah, I could see that. Or I don't want to say it and jinx it, but um, or that RB19 is just too powerful for both Danny and, and Yuki, and you see a, a fall in Alpha Tauri. Nah. Like, mm. No? Okay. No, no, no. I, don't, I, I, don't I, know I think they that. can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> do you see Do you see Alpine moving anywhere? They're P6 no. with 108. Do you think they're staying in P6? I think they're staying in P6. Yeah. That's even though Pierre Gasly says that this is one of his best weekends they for the team he thinks, <laughs> which is yeah, just it's, it's the inconsistency and 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 all the things around it. I think uh, he'll be stuck there, and I think Avro Romeo will be uh, only going backwards until Audi comes comes around. Yeah, but see, next season it's they basically go... an abandoned ship right now. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing though: so next season, Alfa Romeo actually joins with Haas. And 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 Alfa Romeo Ferrari, what it is now, turns into Sauber until Audi comes in. Mm-hmm. I I saw there was a weird an, a weird rumor of Audi maybe pulling their bid away. Um, I don't see that happening, but like I don't even know what that I don't even know what that is about because I haven't um, ever I didn't look into that because I thought it was a hoax. Um, but kind of sounds like it. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll fig- somehow we'll figure that out. Um, you mean they're pulling out? Yeah, pulling their bid out for for being the next for for being a team in twenty six. But Basically, that just yeah. it just doesn't make sense. I think it's something to do with like, the direction. With all the big announcements, and and they have already set up the factory and and invested into it, and and I'm sure they have done extensive research before rolling into this bid. I I don't think they will pull out. Yeah, but like you could also, I guess that there are, there is an argument to be made that you could say. Um, you do all this tech stuff for research factory and then kind of go into another racing league. Uh-huh. Um, especially if say you're looking at the way F1 is kind of managing itself and, and like, let's be honest here. You've had, om- you've had almost three races now where F where the F- managed FIA have kind of said, yeah, we messed up on some calls. We shouldn't, <laughs> we shouldn't have done that. Or, we still need to figure out this this sprint formula because at the, at the beginning of the year they all they all kept saying this sprint formula is perfect. We figured it out. It's, but ob- we got obvious, it. Obviously, it's not perfect. And then every single time that we have exactly throughout this year, six weekends in a row, we've had the same. Pro- we've had very similar problems all all year long. So I could tol- I could understand the argument of Audi kind of being like, mm, we don't really like this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do this, we'd much rather go to WEC or something. Use the money and our resources into that. But I still just don't get it. I th- I agree with you, Gary. You just kind of like, why why do so much to to yeah, and, to leave? And and it's a brand image, you know. Formula One, after all, it's still uh, more um, 
globally accepted as you know the the yeah. highest uh, pinnacle of of racing, and yeah. I think they have made a decision to 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 get involved, and I don't think they will back out as as uh, easily as the rumors uh, are spreading. Yeah, I I I completely agree with you. Formula One still to peak. Everything about that. Um, where, where was I? Where was I going with this? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Andretti when they come in, if they still come in. I heard a rumor about that, like they're supposed to be coming in. Like I don't know. I didn't. They didn't really say when, but um, it'd be it'd be twenty six too. Twenty six, most likely, uh, or maybe twenty thirty. I don't. I don't really see much over that. So. No. It'll be a it'll be a worst case if Audi pulls out before they even join. That that's worse than uh, Nico Rosberg uh, uh, announcing retirement after the first championship. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, I still I still wonder what I still think about what would have happened if he had stayed. Yeah, like I I don't know I don't know if it would have been good for him to stay. I also don't know. Uh, if it would have been good for Mercedes <laughs> for him to have stayed. Um, or it also could have been we could have had a back-to-back German world champion, you know, like with, with Nico. Who knows? I. It. But uh, didn't, like, Nico and Lewis not really get along as teammates? Or? No, no, they became, they became enemies. They hated, like, I think, I, think that's a, I think it's a huge mental toll to be able to do that. And, like, to to do that against someone so, you know, prestigious, so good at the time, and mm-hmm. to... Take that, like he, like Nico really had to be unapologetic about wanting to win those champ that championship. Yeah, and yeah, it's a contentious, contentious call. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, I would have loved to. I would love to see Nico more into it. Except for the scene, he seems to always curse whoever he goes to the pit into the pit lane, <laughs> yeah. into, into the garage. Yeah. And I, I don't know why we do this. <laughs> so, <come. laughs> well, whenever he is. Uh interviewing the uh, the winner I, I i think lewis is not the one <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i always oh my gosh could you imagine if he had to interview the winners and lewis oh i think he I don't know, he did i think he did one and lewis was on podium and they were like pretty good with it but that might have been last year <laughs> but he always seems to curse mercedes whenever he does he goes whenever he sends a picture like i'm with the mercedes in the mercedes garage this week it, like they always do bad yeah <laughs> on ig yeah 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 <laughs> i i, I I uh, sort of picked that up uh, a while back as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just a uh, a wild time. Anyways, so moving on, we got Vegas coming up, right? That's going to be an interesting track because it's a brand it's a brand new circuit. It, you can call it a circuit, sure. Um, well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's a well, it's it's interesting. Know. Yeah, Gary, what are your thoughts on the on the <laughs> Vegas track and the Vegas circuit? Well, this all the time. I I think it will be a, a similar result uh, compared to uh, when compared to Miami. Oh, what was Miami's result again? Um, I don't because it's Miami has a bit more actual corners into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Vegas is. Uh, Basically, Vegas. just a street circuit, like a Formula E circuit. Yeah, it it looks like a it looks like a um IndyCar, and NASCAR circuit because it's only two right corners because it's so hard. <laughs> um, so who did best in the low grip circuit so far this year? Ooh, um, those would be. Let's see. Well, obviously Max Verstappen did the best, but <laughs> um, <laughs> he did it. In, he did it well in any circuit, basically. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So Miami behind my behind, who what what would you say are the, are the lowest grip circuits? Gary? Oh, 
Um, here. I was I was thinking Miami. I was thinking Miami, Azerbaijan usually has some. Yes, Azerbaijan. Yes. Azerbaijan. Sergio won Azerbaijan, just letting you know. Um, and then uh, Charles Leclerc came P- P3 behind Max. Fernando Maybe Alonso. He doesn't the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and Carl, that was a strong outing for, for Ferrari, actually. P3, P5 in, um, in that. Uh, so Azerbaijan, Miami was just a front, was a Red Bull front row. What would you consider Coda? Coda's too, so up and down. I think that's the problem, right? Because it's, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a low grip circuit. No, it's. I no. think it it's typically pretty high grip. Like likes the yeah. likes the soft mediums. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, are, they are racing all around the years in, on that circuit, so um, there's a lot of grip around on that track in particular. Yeah, Qatar. I'm gonna rule out because they messed up the the, the thing. <laughs> they resurfaced <laughs> so much and they kind of messed it up. Um, my, my prediction for Vegas would be uh, Max Verstappen. Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. Oh, Ooh. taking okay. That's a good one. That's that a is good a good prediction. one. I like it. I I like that. That's a solid one. Carlos Sainz is really good uh, on um, low grip circuits. Yeah, he has a very smart way about him. Yes. Oh, but that that's a smooth, smooth operator. Smooth operator. <laughs> See, the, the problem <laughs> I have though is that like the only thing that I I just think that that Red Bull is so powerful. That it's almost and there's so many straights that it's almost impossible for Sergio not to get a P. It it should be Red Bull P1 P2. Mm-hmm. Thirty seconds later, we have Carlos Sainz or Orlando <laughs> Nor- Norris, right? Hey, but if you have to use your theory, there were a lot of races this year that uh, uh, should have results of uh, Max Verstappen. Sergio Perez and then Lando Norris. <laughs> every every <laughs> race. What happened? What happened to Sergio Perez on, on those races? <laughs> he he pulled he he pulled the Perez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't talking to him. Oh my god! <laughs> he just wasn't talking. Yeah, just couldn't connect with it. He wasn't one with machines. Yeah. He Do you beat. think the uh, uh, the album uh, a remix will happen for uh, Charles Leclerc in Vegas? Oh my gosh! <laughs> the new album. <laughs> I'm, I'm Why am I so unlucky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was so unlucky? I'm still fine. I, I think that I think I think there may be a remix uh, version two coming up in Vegas. Oh, one hundred. I'm I'm in refreshing um his topic his his, uh, his page where he releases his music on first, and I haven't uh I haven't found it, and I haven't. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a bra. Uh, Open parentheses one colon two close parentheses <laughs> one colon two three close parentheses as his songs are often named. And the race is on Saturday night. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's a Saturday race. You know what, Kate? And, and I have to watch the Macau Grand Prix on that very same night, so I need two TVs, two setups. Okay, <laughs> come over, come <laughs> over. Side. We'll just just come over. We'll, we'll we'll do this. We'll we'll hook your TV up next to mine, and then we'll. There's the, uh, there's the World GP. Um, uh, I believe it's the final stage at uh, Macau on the, on the same night, Saturday night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How like, you know? Okay. So, question for you, Gary. As someone who loves to watch racing myself and everything, love doesn't just love watching Formula One. Loves watching all the stuff. Where do you where do you recommend to find ways to watch other racing leagues like the World GT, Super GT, Super Formula? What's FIA channels? 
FIA channels? FIA YouTube channels, yes. yes. Okay. Best, best commentating and then uh, most information um, presented on screen. I, 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 I do enjoy the uh, following the um, FIA YouTube channels. Yeah, pretty good. The world under follow their Facebook because uh, the FIA main Facebook page would share all the, uh, the uh, live broadcasts on different series. Oh, that's cool. I'm yes, looking this TCR, up. Right um, uh, uh, WTCR, uh, World GT, all that. Uh, it's, it's always shared live when when uh, when the race comes up. Oh my gosh! Here we go. WRC World Championship. That's cool. Yeah. Ooh. Hi- highly recommended. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there you go, folks. Like it has this a lot. Surprisingly, I always just I always say YouTube first. I just want to say Google the leagues and then see which whichever channel has the longest video. Go for that one. Is usually what I say. Uh, but speak, <laughs> speaking of WEC, I just wanted to give a quick shout out before I forget it um, to the Iron Maiden to the Iron Dames racing team. Cam, did oh, you hear about this? No, I didn't. So the Iron Dames racing team is an all-female oh, world cool. endurance championship racing team. Oh, that's cool. And they just won their maiden win. Also the first ever win from an all-female racing team at the six hours of Bahrain. That is so cool. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. What That's a, so awesome. Yeah. Well, well done. Well done to them. I'm actually going to w, double-check this um, w, uh, to see if it's there. And guess what is there? All the highlights for the Bahrain uh, race on YouTube here, so you can find the eight hours of Bahrain on you on YouTube and on the W and on FIA channels. So you can miss, you don't have to miss this. It's a, it's a song. And I saw another video where they are the Ferrari team is testing out their female their female driver, and I'm I'm so excited for it. Um, yeah, where where's this? I just saw it on um on it. It just looks it's I don't know. It looks it looks exciting to me. You know. Just Ferrari hypercar. Where is it? Oh yeah, here it is. Um, I can't. I'll be honest with you. I can't pronounce her name, and I'm really sorry. So <laughs> I, I, I don't want to try it. <laughs> oh, uh, Lilu, uh, Lilu uh, Wado. She was on. Uh, she was doing the rookie testing for uh, on the Ferrari champion Le Mans championship car. So there we go. <laughs> uh, I have uh, followed Bianca for about uh, two years now. The uh, the new girl that uh, McLaren signed. Oh yeah. Yeah, she uh, actually came to North America and test drove uh, F4 with one of my uh, uh, partner teams in uh, California about two years ago, and then she went back to uh, Asia. She was under my friend's management. Uh, Daryl O'Young um, uh, managed her, and then uh, they got a sponsorship, uh, did a lot of test drives and, and some racing, I believe, in India. It was uh, uh Open Wheel Series, and she did pretty well, and then she's got signed by Prima uh, for the um, FW. And then when that operation uh, winds up, and uh, I think McLaren uh, picks her up now, and uh, I think she's in good hands. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I follow her on everything, and I absolutely love her attitude, and I love her like, when I see the highlights of F1 Cheerful, friendly. Yeah, so yeah. so great. And, you know, that's someone who I'd love to interview someday in my life. I, I hope I get that chance because I just think that'd be su- such an interesting one to talk, uh, one to get, and also just an, just a doctor. She probably has so much, so much to say, so much learning. I hope that you know it's sooner than later that we do see more female drivers in Formula One. I think twenty six is probably going to get one. 
Yeah. I think I think we want to see Jamie Chadwick, who she just moved up to the t- the, the Indy 500 A team for Andretti, which is the one that you get the super license points for. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how much she has with the W Series, though, because she's won it three times in a row. Uh, <laughs> they had, like, Taylor Jolie, pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully, it'd be, I think it would be really cool. It'd be cool. It'd be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, um, Cam, any anything else? Um, any other thoughts, I, concerns, questions about the race? I actually have a question about uh, you know, can Aston Martin like get to fourth place in the manufacturer in the constructors' title? Men, uh, mathematically, yeah. Two six one two eight two. They have to. The Mc, McLaren has to not score any points. I think. And and remember, you have two cars going points together. So, if yeah. uh, Lance and uh, Alonso work together, you know, get some uh, second and third, third or fourth, that's uh, a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like, I just want to say. But then you got Lando in the front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, you're gonna have Lando there. And I just want to, yep. I just want to point out, it's not out of the realm of disbelief that this could happen. You're going to say, everyone's going to say, Taryn, you're crazy. Taryn, you're crazy. And guess what? <laughs> I am. But I just wanted to say that technically, um, first of all, I just want to say, first of all, uh, Bottas has a new fastest time with a 363. Um, I think in Mexico was mm-hmm. the fastest uh, new, new, new top speed, mm-hmm. highest top speed. But the most consistent top speed uh, on straights has been the Williams. Mm. Uh, as long as you don't put the Williams into a corner, it is very fast. <laughs> so, and what just happens? Look, what racetrack has the least amount of corners in the on the the schedule? Can you? Can anyone take a guess? Vegas. Vegas. Vegas wow. has the least amount of corners uh, on their circuit. So, that being said. Oh, technically, no, they don't. They have 16 corners. There's races uh, until August only has 15. So it doesn't ha- I'm surprised it even has 16. <laughs> um, 17, technically. But I, t- one of them doesn't even count. That's not even a corner. That's, a, that's, that's one. Yeah, it's such a weird. <laughs> it, it lo- I'm looking at the home straight. It literally has uh, like a tiny little bend. So correct, I'm incorrect. One of the least cor- amounts of corners, 17. and But just a whole bunch of DRS zones. There's, um, well, this could be an outdated formula for it, but it says there's four DRS zones on mm. the Vegas circuit. What about the uh, the Red Bull Ring? The Red Bull doesn't ring? it only have uh, nine corners? The Red Bull Ring has. Uh, let's see here. Um, the Red Bull Ring. That's Austria's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's that's another short one. Circuit, circuit, circuit. Give me the circuit. Yeah, ten. Ten. So that I think that's yeah. one of the yeah. Ten with three DRS zones. That's a that's an interesting circuit. What about uh Monza? Damn it. You guys are pr- making me prove myself <laughs> wrong and I don't like this. Can't, can't, can't. <laughs> yeah, t- cut the mic, cut the mic. We're gonna audit turn. <laughs> yeah. Cut, cut the mic. Me and me, me and my big mouth just incorrect about everything I want. I want I want this to be my job and I can't even do it right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you're right uh no 11 11 corners in monza okay so one yeah Ooh. but uh only two drive zones but yeah so point it moral the moral of the story though 
There is multiple chances for Williams to pick up points. It just depends on which one of them crashes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, but that's, yeah. So to answer your question, it could. I say they could, but Aston Martin can get uh, into the constructors. But I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think McLaren's just got it. I think Piastri's got it. I think, um, Gary, I think you're actually hitting onto something there and contest me if I'm wrong. But I just think that uh, I think that if you're going, if you're looking at as a team, both drivers have to score points, and Piastri is going to score points before Lance Stroll is. Mm-hmm. Um, if Piastri yeah. has the car and Lance has the car, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, true. Yeah. So how, about, uh, how many safety car periods do you uh, estimate oh. there will be in Vegas? I'm I'm seeing at least two. At least two. Um, is are you going to are you going to split them up? Are you going to go red flag, yellow uh, safety car, or are you just going to go? Doesn't matter. Doesn't I think that's matter. too cheap. Doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Doesn't matter. I'll say uh, I'll say three, three. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, well, because it, it's 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 a new track, and I think there's going to be low grip, yeah, circuit, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think we could see three three safety cars and maybe a red flag too. Yeah. So if we are a gambling site, the odds should be <laughs> over and under. <laughs> over and over Not promoting gambling, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think two to three is very reasonable. Yeah, I can see that. I I'm gonna say one red flag too. Um, I'm gonna say a red flag. But I'm going to say a virtual safety car, not a safety car. I'm going to move two. Okay. I'm going to take, take an under on this one, boys. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go v, VSC instead of an SC. I, I'd say your VSC will even turn up into a, uh, end up into a red flag. <laughs> okay, okay. Does that win? Does, does, VSC and then red. <laughs> yeah. Does that, does that count as one, though? Or does that, only count, does that count as two? That will be counted as one. That was, yeah, because it got, yeah. But, but I do think that the VSC... Uh, we'll we'll turn into a red in a street circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's going to be yeah. It's, uh, it's considering be... how tall the fences are. How can the, uh, the 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 marshals go out there to um, uh, pick up the debris and sweep it in time? And then uh, yeah, uh, knowing that there won't be another car coming at speed, it will be hard for race control to uh, to, to to decide. Uh, uh, throwing out uh, a marshal there out there to to clean up the track while BSC is on. Yeah, no, you you yeah, I think that this is. I think you're right there. That's a really good insight, actually, because I don't think that this is a a, tr- a circuit that you can you can really safety your BSC it. We'll they will try it though. Yeah, of, of course. They will try it. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then it will turn out to be a red. Yeah, they'll they'll try it for three laps, three to five laps, and that point mess up everyone else's strategy, and then yeah. be like, oh, you know what? We will red flag it. It's like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's, it'll be like, really, guys? Like, yeah. you couldn't have done it like right at the start of the the safety car. But like, I think that's so tough, though. Like, is is again? Contest me if I'm wrong. Is it really tough to kind of make that decision right off the bat? Like, you you see a crash and you're just like, okay, red flag. Because if you red flag it, you disrupt so much stuff that happens, right? But if you don't red flag it, it really depends on the severity of the crash. And um, as uh, as experienced as the uh, FIA stewards are, um, I believe that by looking at the first scene, uh, how bad the barriers were damaged, what what kind of barriers were there, um, how, how much time would it take? I think they should have all these calculations beforehand. Yeah, 
Yeah. And debris on track. Is the car somewhat accessible by by the um, by the cranes? Yeah. So you really, yeah, knowing when and where it uh, it drops to is also a pretty big one, I guess, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and then uh, uh, the uh, race control, but like Plan A, Plan A. <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari. You know, it's funny. Marianne actually brought this up to me. I think I think it was Marianne, which was, um, what if the Ferrari uh, pit stop plans? If I want, what if it's only actually plan a plan b right the rest are all but the rest are all just made up to (laughs) confuse the other the other teams (laughs) because they're trying to listen in right but it was highly possible yeah (laughs) but when did they mind gain themselves and they don't know (laughs) they don't know it (laughs) is the next question (laughs) but oh my gosh so i know that in in nascar like um like the red flags they're they're kind of determine like the severity of the crash and like if if there's damage to the safer bear the safer walls, that's how usually they they decide if if it's like worthy of a red flag. Especially at like some of the bigger tracks like Daytona and Talladega and now Atlanta, um, you know that's how they kind of decide like whether they need to red flag the race or not and like like the severity of the crash like how many cars are involved like if it's like a really big wreck then obviously they'll they'll red flag it and then they'll clean up the debris and the oil that's been left on the track so that's how they do it in nascar i mean i, I know it's different in f1 and indycar i think i think i think all motorsport all motorsports have a very similar kind of way about going things considering that so much of things you know you you're doing, you're doing so much of the uh, same kind of like problems mm-hmm. or not but yeah any poops well that is the brazil grand prix i would say uh and a little bit into the the next couple of weeks here folks uh gary what do you got going on because you know i you always say you're, you're always at the you're always at the karting track with your son i'm so happy i can always you know i can always tell you're there because i'll sit outside of my my porch my my balcony or my uh my, my porch and i can hear the carts go by on the weekends and I can always Look say for the Lando Norris carts, the blue carts with the red orange helmet. That, yes, that's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can't he's, quite. He's starting to cheer for Lando Norris now because he's driving uh, Lando Norris cart right now. There we go. That's awesome. There we go. Did you also see? Um, I think there was a there's a really really funny uh, bit I saw that had. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm gonna I want to find this. I want to find this here. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. It's um. <laughs> it's what's his name fernando fernando alonso's comment on lando norris's uh instagram post i don't what think i saw that because because um lando norris commented i'm sharing the podium with two world champions uh <laughs> uh for interlagos and then fernando alonso commented don't forget that you won the fernando alonso world karting championships uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of carding and, and, and my kid, I gotta share that. Uh, as soon as my son uh, arrived home yesterday and we watched the race together uh, on the way home, um, he couldn't wait to tell my daughter, uh, Mika, who, who really is a fan of Ferrari. 
And he uh, said out loud and said, hey, Ferrari really suck, eh? And he started laughing and giggling. <laughs> it's already beginning. He's oh, like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> The the McLaren the McLaren like confidence is already starting to show. I I love that. <laughs> and then and then the uh, my my daughter uh, like uh, thumbs that thumbs down and said I hate Max. I really hate Max. He wins every race. I hate Max. <laughs> Does your is your daughter? You should probably check and see if your daughter has Charles Leclerc songs on re- repeat today. After, after <laughs> we we definitely have a Charles Leclerc poster in her room. Oh. It's just because he is so he's so gorgeous. <laughs> we we got it from a Shell gas station actually. Oh no way, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Big poster. I I actually funny enough, I um I went to one Shell station and I, you know, filled up my car and then I went back to there the week after the Singapore Grand Prix and they had yeah. replaced all of Charles Leclerc's posters with Carlos Sainz. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, honestly, I get it. <laughs> he just won. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Ouch. That's so mean. <laughs> he's just the most unlucky. Guy. Like, Charles Leclerc just can't, just can't get a break. He, uh, Is that he's... the one in uh, Chilliwack? No, that one was in um, Langley. Uh, the Evans Road one. Are you talking about the one on Evans Road? Yeah, we yeah. we um we were at the cut track, and then uh, that's where we uh, picked up our Charlotte Club poster from oh, the Chilliwack. Yeah. yeah, that one's so nice. Um, the shout out shout out to the Chilliwack uh get sales, shout out to the Chilliwack sales station on S on uh, Evans Road, mm-hmm. especially to you, Robert, Robbie. <laughs> whenever you see me pull up. You got me a Red Bull ready, ready for my when I go pay for my gas, and I will <laughs> always appreciate that on my <laughs> Tuesday mornings when I have to come in to the office really early. I can tell both tell you both that Charles Charles Leclerc is very much looking forward to twenty twenty four. Oh, or else he's dreading. Yeah, <laughs> one of the two. You you never know with Ferrari. Like just hearing his interview, like um, after the race, like that was kind of heartbreaking to hear that hear hear his tone of voice and this see the disappointment on his face and oh yeah. i felt i felt so bad for him yeah it's uh it was tough it was it, that was a tough one to see but um yeah, tough pill to swallow yeah i mean how do you even like come back from that that's it's it's, it's gonna be pretty hard to come back from that i mean <laughs> i i i think he can it's just he needs he needs to have the confidence that he can do it yeah, he needs and to, right now. He, like his confidence is kind of shaken. He needs to have a Charles Leclerc opening of twenty twenty two yes. season, but just not have that stop. <laughs> he just yeah. needs to continue it going. Um, and you'll probably ask for ten days of testing in twenty twenty four car at Baronello by himself, probably <laughs> before he can bounce back to that stage. <laughs> It makes an exception an exception to the rule of no preseason testing. Well, <laughs> Give he it can to me. test with a ninety nine chassis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Secretly, Ferrari just bring, brings back the two thousand four car yep, <laughs> and yep. doesn't Imagine. tell anyone that they're yeah. using the two thousand four chassis with just an, a 2024 body. <laughs> it's just him driving. Or it. they just give him one of Michael's old cars and said, "This is our twenty four car. Trust it. It will work." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you did you see that um, Max Verstappen said that he'd love to buy the two thousand four Michael Schumacher car? Yeah. Yeah, F two thousand four. I was like, that'd be oof. that'd be pretty crazy. 
if you had if you had the 2004 Ferrari, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd drive anymore because I'd take it up to the track one more time. I'd probably die because I can't drive that thing. Yeah, but then yeah. two, I would drive that, and then whenever I drove into the streetcar, I already have a problem with speeding, so I'll just <laughs> be, I'll, it'll just be done. I'll lose my license so quickly. <laughs> like, I, like, I will. I will probably want to drive it. I would give you the first drive because you'd have to show me how to drive it. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> uh, At least I'll make it to the grid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, yeah. the empty starting grid would just be you. Like, yeah. I got it, guys. I, I, did I it. got it. I got it. <laughs> Take that to the mission track, and then it just laps everyone within the first lap. <laughs> it just, oh my gosh! It would be uh, quite undrivable oh, on a, on a, on a tight small track. Oh, I guess. I mean, it'd be, yeah. it'd be something to watch. You know, just it'd be something to watch. Who knows? Area twenty-seven. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, I mean, do you guys have anything else to talk about? I I'm pretty good. I got everything out of the way. Like, Gary. Uh, I mean, I, I do want to get, touch on Danny Rick. Uh, he was actually caught up in that that lap one crash. Oh, barely. Yeah, he got hit by the tire. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Final destination. It. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they 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 obviously got a chance to fix the car. But what I don't get is like. The, the rule where if you take your car to the garage and you fix it under the red flag, you have to start, you have to restart the race from the garage. The pit lane. The pit lane. From the pit lane, yeah. yeah. So both Oscar Piastri and Danny Rick, which funny enough, Oscar Piastri, Danny Rick finished P13, P4. Oh, technically Oscar finished P14 by two laps, um, was behind, was never unlapped himself, which yeah. is interesting. Um, because by the, uh, by the regulations, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, if there's a red flag, uh, if that is the end of the race, they count the result minus the um, uh, the lap uh, when the red flag happened. But then when the race restarts, even the warm-up lap, the second warm-up lap uh, before the, um, the the second race starts is counted as one lap. So when he didn't get to do that formation lap, then he's one lap down. You know what? When he has to start from the pit lane. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, I I looked it up here. You are exactly correct, Gary. So I don't have to correct you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm, I'm a little. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not too happy about that because I got corrected <laughs> twice in my own show and I can't correct someone else. There we go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start passing some false information. <laughs> <laughs> you can correct me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is exactly saying that. It is saying uh, it's, it's under the rules uh, for aborted start. And as long, yeah. as, as long as you get past the first, if it's technically flagged before the end of the first lap. Uh, that's the rules, and the reason why, if you're wondering, the reason why Charles Leclerc could not get in, do his car, is one, um, probably the the issue itself was too great, mm-hmm. but also he got out of the car. Yeah. So they waved him to he get couldn't, out, and he, he couldn't drive it back to the garage. Yeah. Well, that's the question: is could he could he have because they wheeled it out, mm-hmm. um, and they were able to fire it up so they could wheel it out, but you know, do, do you like? I mean, he was at the very end, so do you just try and limp it back? But no, he he got out of it, and uh, I believe I sent you both a very funny picture yes. of uh, yes. Charles Leclerc. I, I got it. <laughs> 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 it's so mean, but it's so great. Um, yeah. But yeah, and unlike Sergio Perez uh, last time, 
Uh, he sat in the car the whole time, and then that's why they could restart him even after 10 laps, 15 laps to to, to, to continue the race. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't, though. I think they retired him in Mexico. Um, yeah, correct. Because they just, it, again, one of those too great of an issue. Yeah. That they, his whole side pod was ripped apart, so he couldn't yeah. do anything. Because yeah. so. uh, he, he went for it on lap one, turn one, and he lost. Wanted to be your hero, but didn't. <laughs> In front of his home yeah. home fans, yeah, which I understand. Like, I mean, you want to put on a show for your fa- your home country fans, but I mean, like, I I just didn't really see the the necessary the necessary uh, risk uh, necessary uh, idea to take that risk that early. No, I think that's I think that's the overall point, right, Gary? That there wasn't really yeah. enough for that risk. There was uh, there was no point for that, but at at that very moment, you you don't see um, all the pictures around you. You yeah. only see that you have a chance and you want to go for it. Yeah, exactly. I he doesn't know that you know. Uh, uh, basically, Shao had nowhere else to go. Max was right beside him on the right, and, mm-hmm. and he was just trying to see if uh, uh, Shao would back off. But in that case, how could he back off? He wouldn't have been able to. He wouldn't have been able to. Otherwise, he got he got. Uh, uh, rear-ended from from you know uh, seventeen other cars from behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it would have yeah. been an even bigger crash. Yeah, yeah. that would be a Belgium. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ninety-nine Nin- or something. Nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> I I remember that that race. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. That was a very wet the, race. The, the Schumacher Belgium one. Are you talking about? Well, that there's that one, and then there's like there's a big crash on the first the first. I think it was the first lap of that race. It took out like, I think I think it was like six or six or eight cars, and uh, yeah, it was a big one. It, it was, was a wet yeah. one, I believe, um, at Spa, the, the lap one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And uh, yeah. and then all all the all the and then the rest the race was red flagged, and then uh, the drivers that were involved, they got a chance to get their backup cars out and yeah. and uh, set up those cars. And then Michael got taken out by David Coulthard. Oh, that's the one yeah. they, try, they try to fight, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a time. And that was Damon Hill's last win in Formula One, I think. Prop. Uh, yeah, probably. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Quick. Okay. I I have a line of question for you, uh, Gary. Have you seen okay. the uh, trailers or anything about the Braun? documentary on disney plus that's coming out or no not yet no okay you? no I, I haven't seen anything yeah, i've seen the trailers for it and and it's it's definitely interesting because they got bernie good old bernie eccleston in, in there you got braun himself and i don't know because like wasn't that the because they won it in 2009 but wasn't 2008 the year that they like got shown that they were cheating yes. <laughs> and the car got disqualified and then they win the whole that thing was honda it was Honda in 2008, but it was Honda. Yes. Yeah, okay. And then they bought it. Then Braun bought it from Honda. Yeah. Or it was just given to them. Some, but 2009, like, what a... Are you are you looking forward for that documentary to see what's get oh, said in there? Sure. Cause, yeah, Braun, Braun is my uh, big-time uh, team boss hero. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you this? Yeah. Yeah, what what about what about Braun? Like you know, you watched... You, that was a time where you would have known so much more about this than I would have because I would have just been... I would have been like... 
ooh, maybe maybe fifteen, but not knowing what I'm actually watching. Hey, are, are you are you calling me old now? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I'm saying you are you you are experienced and and mature and and, and knowledgeable of of when Braun was in in that 2009 championship. So what are you looking forward to when you watch, uh, when when you go to see it? I think because it comes out pretty soon. I think it's like next week. Yeah, well, it will be amazing to see you know um, a new team, uh, an experienced team principal with a lower budget. How how did they even make it happen? That, that's just amazing. I can't wait. Even some of his Ferrari days strategies. I, I bought his book and I read a few chapters. I haven't got a chance to, to finish it all, but that was uh, that was uh, amazing. He's he's just uh, a very smart person. Yeah, in like new. If, if you put Braun in with uh, Adrian Newey car, I I think they would dominate for ten years. I I don't disagree with you on that. Actually, that'd yeah. be. And funny enough, I think Braun, if I'm correct, later became Mercedes. Yes. Yeah, 2010 Mercedes. So right after they won the championship. Came, why? Why did they? What? What happened there? Like, because that's what I'm most most curious about. Is how Was do you go? Just a quick flip. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you? Pardon me. Was it just a quick flip or something? Yeah. Like, like did, did they race and 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 some Mercedes came out with a with a Skyline R32 and, yeah, and just yeah. and beat everyone, <laughs> um, or, yeah. um, yeah, and so. I, I think halfway through the season, they already got spotted by, by Mercedes, and then that's why they're putting that huge money into the team. And then, I, if I remember correctly, Braun was involved with the beginning of Mercedes, and that was why. And okay. then they brought in, they brought in um, Toto Wolf, and uh, they kind of butt head with each other. So towards the end, there's only uh, one hero uh, remaining in the team. Yeah, okay. So that would be, be fun. Yeah. Okay. Do you think? Oh my god. Could you imagine uh, Braun, Mercedes, like Mercedes team? We should do an That'd episode of the Braun special. We should. We when it comes out, we should. Do, you know what? From that's what, from Benetton days to Ferrari to Braun GP, and then you know how he ended up leaving Mercedes. Yes. Okay. I'm down for that. That is going to happen Done. sometime. And I just... all right. Okay. In the off season. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's 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 gonna be the first off season <laughs> special. There you go, folks. Yeah. Stay tuned because right. we're gonna have a Braun off season special for yeah. for it. Awesome. Uh, I just want to clarify something. Um, that uh, the '98 Belgium Grand Prix was Damon Hill's last win, and it was Jordan's first uh, one-two finish. One-two. Yeah. Because Ralph Schumacher was driving for uh, Jordan at that time as well, and he finished second in that race, and Jean Alesi finished third in the Salbert. So, oh. yeah, pretty uh, uh, interesting running or running Un- order. Underdog, underdog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legend of the underdogs. Yeah, it was a uh, interesting, uh, interesting race. Like as I said, like the race was, it was like really wet, like really wet conditions. Yeah. The entire the entire race. So and only like eight cars finished the race. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what a time! Yeah, what a time! I I don't think I think that's the only one I know of that has less than ten finish. Can you think of any other times where the race has had less than ten? Two thousand five uh, U.S. Grand Prix at Indy. Okay, 
Yeah. For for F one. Because less yeah. than ten started. Yeah, yeah <laughs> only like six six cars started. Uh, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> my my knowledge has really just been shown <laughs> in this episode. I watched that 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 ra- that entire race too. Like I remember that race, and I was like, "Why why are why are all the other cars like not starting the race?" Yeah. Oh, and, gosh, it, yeah, and, it, and it was uh, one of the worst uh, U.S. Grand Prix in F1 history. Why do you say it? just because there's not that many not many started, so it's just terrible? Well, it was it was. Uh, what was like i think it was a tire situation at that time too cuz i think what had happened like uh i think it was good year versus michelin right? yeah and six driver six drivers were running the six drivers that finished the race and started the race were on michelins and then everybody else was on goodyears mm. and i guess they felt that the goodyear tires weren't safe to race on okay during that race and a lot of fans were very ups- upset uh at that race and i think that's kind of what caused the downfall of the u.s grand prix in indy was that race because overall it was a great grand prix when it was there like i remember some of the races watching some of those races at the u.s grand prix in indy and they were some good races until the 2005 race yeah. mm-hmm French superiority. That's what I'm gonna say, man. Michelin tires. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bridgestone guy. I'm. A, I'm, a, I'm a, I want Bridgestone back so badly, but um, I would love. I would love different tires to come back into F1, just for and that. Um, but you know, honestly, that's a good point, Cam. I wish. I wish that in the U.S. races they would just redo the tracks mm-hmm. and not make a new street circuit. Yeah. Just give us a circuit. They had a good thing with the with. The U.S. Grand Prix in Indy, like, I I loved I loved it. Like, uh, it there wasn't like so many turns and you know, and especially like coming to the to the start finish line, you could like, you could like, go full speed, and you'd see like a lot of passes, mm-hmm. and you know I I would love to see it come back, but I don't think it's going to. Yeah. They have lots of uh, uh, good circuits already built. Yeah, Portland, yeah. Nola, um, you know Laguna Seca, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. hill. Yeah, Laguna Seca is a good one. That's a yeah. that's a fun one. Uh, what what would it take? Well, I, I'm curious. Why would you like from your eyes, if you're a sporting director, why go for all these street circuits when you have so much? Because the U.S. is U.S. and we're not even going to talk. There's so many around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Like, why go for street circuits when you have all these circuits around? Number of seats on the grandstand that can be sold. Oh, okay, well there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I yeah. believe. But that, but that doesn't really. But it, I guess it doesn't really make sense to me because. And you would think that out of all the venues for a street circuit to have most most people to show up, you would you'd say Vegas. That's the whole point of having that strip. But specifically, fans have been told not to go onto the strip because of obviously danger and everything else. But just like, yeah, you have to pay extra money to go get a hotel on that side. So oh that, yeah, to, to see to see the to the race, and they're discouraging that. So I don't, I don't, I just don't know because I feel like with grandstands you could just make more stands, mm-hmm. you know, make more infrastructure. You could put more seats in, and you know, yeah. But I guess they wanted, they want to save, they wanted to save money, because it, 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 it would, it, w- it would cost like a lot of money to put in more, 
more seats depending on like the track yeah even even naturally you know if you go to laguna how can you put a few extra sets of uh grandstands around the already built track yeah 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 maybe just there's some parts where you just can't put grandstands because of the sun and everything they just get roasted yeah. that's a, so. mm-hmm. and access to the grandstands and all that yeah it's tough i was still i still want to see south africa's race to come back that's what i want to see yeah. all the times i'd love to see like germany get a grand prix again yeah hockenheim is just in the middle of a forest i love hockenheim <laughs> that was my favorite f1 circuit yeah hockenheim um, yeah funny enough that's walter foreman's first race really it was 1988's hockenheim or 1986 and the mclaren mp44 oh, okay uh, that was his first race that's what got him into f1 awesome yeah what a, what a first race to go to you know yeah like oh my gosh I wish I hadn't told that story because he tells it way better than I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, you, Gary, that's just all the real time that we have for today. Uh, thank yeah. you for stopping by uh, through the ether. Oh, my pleasure. Can't wait for our bronze special. Um, yeah. That's that's going to happen. I'm gonna, I'm going to have you taking notes during that during that show now. And now, thank you for that. I have to do homework while I do my enjoyment. Ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Cam. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me and being sitting here, sitting in the in the co-captain chair with me. Appreciate through this it. episode, yeah. to everyone, ladies and gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Cam Cam has his own show on Tuesdays, at eleven to one. The Cam the Man Show, Cam yes. the Man Hours. I don't know. Will you change the names every now and then? It's just no, the it's still, still the Cam Man Show. Yeah. Six know, months old now. Six months old. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What a what a what a time. Doesn't feel like it to be honest. Yeah. Feels more like three months. Yeah. You. It. It's a real rush to um, for for it all. Uh, and uh, you know, Cam, you you still got to send me your the playlists. Because you, you, you know, you, I'm still waiting for that smooth yeah. R&B and, yeah. and like Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Munga, the the music director, and I are just we're waiting. We're, you know, we're sitting by our phones all the time, and like I can send you the songs, but like not my personal playlist. That's fair. That's fair. Enough. That's fair. You gotta send it, Gary. Do you like? Do you like kind of like funk classic R&B? Yeah. Yeah. Send it to Gary. Cam. <laughs> it'd be good for him to be share it. yeah share that out yeah uh gary what like you got anything going on obviously you probably got some track testing uh this weekend so i'm probably going to hear you uh from my yeah. balcony yes yes i will be probably uh this uh coming weekend again okay okay what else uh, I'll, what, I'll bring you i'm in the, when i'm in the neighborhood yeah sounds good <laughs> sounds good what else do you have going on uh racing wise or just uh going well going we're, we're busy at the shop uh getting cars ready for next season already Oh my gosh! See, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. You know, what? <laughs> we should have. We'll have to have a talk about uh, development and everything then for the next thing. If you're already starting this stuff, um, I'll invite you guys to uh, to our shop next time. Oh hell, hell sounds to good. The, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, definitely. All right. So yeah, from all of us here on the F World and Civil Radio 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, 92.3 FM in Chilliwack. It's just already starting to become such a mouthful, Cam. It's hard <laughs> to say. Of uh, and civl.ca. <laughs> Across the world, I'm Midzy Midzane. I'm Cam, the man. Gary on the phone. This is the F World. And to the homie in Belgium, thank you, as always, for being the first to download. And uh, we'll always respect you for that. So from from all of us here on Stalla Tamuk, we're yours in racing. Okay, we are clear boys.
Okay. So. Well, great, great uh, chatting again today.